0: If you uh thank you for joining. I I am uh trying to uh post some hyperlinks in the chat so for the material that I'm gonna go over and uh thank you for your patience. Let's give uh, everybody else uh uh some a few more minutes also. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm just trying to post some uh, links that I'm going to talk about today. Again, today's uh, show actually is pretty good. Uh, I have never talked about the Native Americans uh, since the beginning of this show, uh, since uh, last April. So, today actually is the first time I'm going to talk about Native Americans. If anyone of you are Native Americans, uh, let me know because I really want to hear what you have to say.
1: So, right now I'm
0: just posting some links that are, these are scientific. Findings uh from the uh from the scientific journal and the mainstream media and all that what it does is that it's discussing the uh origin of the Native Americans so there's quite a bunch of them old and new so what I want to do is I want to paste them out there and uh so in case you guys have any interest, you can, uh, you know, you can check it out. I actually in also invited uh, uh, this uh, YouTube, uh, sorry, calling the host. His name is Andrew. His handle is uh, Andrew underscore MG, Mary George. And uh, because, uh, you know, he came across uh, as a pretty smart guy and uh, a science guy. And uh, I want to have his uh, opinion on that. And uh, So that's
1: another thing.
0: So feel free to browse those uh, articles that I'm posting
1: and draw your own conclusion. Well I have so many so many articles I lost track of them, believe it or not.
0: And, uh, you know, I got so many of them. I'm going to pause. I'm just going to paste the last one I want to share with you. This one is from a Native American tribe in California by the name of a Palma tribe, P-A-U-M-A tribe. I'm going to post their website in the chat. Well, the reason is that I'm going to talk about the sovereignty of the Native Americans. So let me see. Hey, Andrew. Uh, Jeez, Andrew's here. Uh, So you know what? I want Andrew to make some introduction about himself. Uh, Andrew has been on calling probably even before me. Uh, He and I never met. Uh, he and I, you know, definitely not in the same political camp whatsoever. But he does come across as a smart guy, very curious guy, and uh, and uh, and uh, I enjoy the company of uh, intelligent folks and for intelligent conversations. So, Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, what I'm doing now, Andrew, is a uh, 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 sending those uh, links to a lot of scientific. Uh, discoveries about the origin of the native americans and i would love to after you did the introduction i would love to hear your thoughts on that and feel free to argue with me because you will never offend me whatsoever uh go ahead andrew introduce yourself please uh
2: just first that's what's the topic for today you didn't um
0: explain sure my apology guys to everyone. Yeah, today's topic is the genetics of the Anglo American hatreds towards the Russians and the Chinese. Hmm. So basically I'm gonna I don't talk think about the genetics, first of all. I mean no. before the before
2: the um, colonial era, Britain was doing a lot of trade with um, with China. And I think that at the time it was fashionable in kind of mid to high society to have a lot of Chinese, you know, furniture, artwork, tea, et cetera. And it wasn't until, um, the British royalty essentially made a conscious decision to, um, to colonize China and to attack them for basically the purposes of improving their import and export ratio, because they were spending a lot of money on Chinese goods, even as like a <laughs> national quantum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think that um you know the french constructing um you know a lot of the sort of anti-black racism that the british and others then used um or the british can you know lumping the the irish in to the other group where they put you know their ire for non-whites i think this is all a a social construct i don't think it has really anything to do with genetics
0: there you go that's why i'm having you here <laughs> i love to hear different opinions which i of course i'm going to explain later on but uh do you mind andrew just uh tell us about you know your passion your you know your gigs here on on the calling pl- platform
2: well um in my personal life i'm an ecologist and i do community work Apart from that, and I came on to Colin because, well, I originally came on because I can talk to people whose shows I regularly watch and whose opinions I value and get to interact with them in a more personal way than just watching their videos or whatever. And then uh, after I met Bide and I saw that Bide was doing his own show called the Fred Hampton Inn & Suites. I was like, it's so easy to start a, a show. Yeah
0: it's, yeah, it's a clever name, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: Oh, I love yeah, it, too. I, yes. I, um,
2: her. I think um, yeah, that kind of was enough inspiration for me to start my own show, and I've been happy to just meet people from all over the U.S. and the rest of the world. Mm, didn't really have any friends in Ireland before, but now I've got a friend in Ireland, and Norway and Netherlands, etc. I had friend. I had one friend from the Netherlands, but she lives in the U.S. now. So, anyways, okay. I think it's a good place to meet people. And now I'm trying to kind of scale back from being on Colin quite so much and try to start meaningful
0: projects with the people I met. Uh Got it. Perfect. You know, Andrew, I my memory m- may be wrong, but I remember I briefly talked about the Native Americans and you. Uh, chimed in, uh, telling me that you are based in Seattle uh, area, and uh, you mentioned about some of the uh, Native Americans tribes there. So this is what I vaguely remember. That I, that's another reason why I really, you know, want to invite you to on this to onto this episode. And uh, uh, again, you know, I appreciate that you, you know, uh, uh, join me to do this episode together. But once again, you know, I just want you to feel free. To be, to be critical of my uh, theory, because I always believe that, you know, the ideas should should be bounced, you know, with each other, because uh, and that, that's how we test our ideas. And, you know, I do not take anything you're going to say as offensive whatsoever. So with that, I'm going to, uh, you know, start uh, what I want to talk about today. The first one is a word of the day. I call it an onimad. Effect. What I did is that I went to this uh, uh, theory called the domino effect, which is the you know political geopolitical rationale for the Vietnam War, uh, first used by President Eisenhower, right? So I reversed the word domino, so it become animad. Animad actually, funny enough, can be interpreted as a profane Chinese word. <laughs> It's like, oh, your mother's blank, blank, blank. So it's an automatic effect. Basically, automatic theory is a geopolitical theory which posits that increase in the U.S. militaristic presence under the color of NATO in one country tend to spread to neighboring countries. That is what happened since the fall of the Soviet Union. It became prominent from the 1991 dissolution, dissolution of the Soviet Union to present day in the context of expanding American militaristic imperialism and the neo-Nazism, yeah. suggesting that if one country in a region joined NATO under the influence of the American geopolitics, then the surrounding countries would follow. That was all, this was also used by successive US administration after the, Cold War, after the Cold War is over, as a continued justification for American intervention to destabilize target countries, regions, by formatting political unrest, deposing leaders, staging coup, assassination, bombing, invasion, etc., around the world. So that's the word of the day I want to put on the model. I'm glad it is actually somewhat uh, Chinese profanity things. So that is the word for today, and the question for the day against the topic of the day is: Are today's Chinese cousins of the Native Americans? Because if if it's true, it has a huge geopolitical implication, right? So, so so that's that's that. Uh, feel free to jump in, uh, Andrew, and uh, feel free, uh, any listeners you want to chime in, just call, okay?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say... Oh, go ahead,
3: ahead, Phil. Thanks, Andrew. I think something, Peter, and what you just said clarified for me the room title, because I think I misunderstood something. So I'll ask a question. Maybe if other people also misunderstood, it'll help. I thought you were exploring a supposed genetic predisposition of of like Anglo-American people. To have a kind of hatred towards other. People. Right now, Phil. It's
0: not correct. You, you got it right.
3: <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I want, I want but, to speak for me. Go ahead. But but I understand from you now. Maybe instead, what we're exploring here is you're exploring your idea that 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 the same um, hatred uh, that you you see towards perhaps the, the Chinese, you, and because you're going to link through these studies, um, they their uh, the, the Native American ancestry to them. You're saying because they might share some genetic basis that it's almost like a common type of hatred. Is is that your project?
0: Exactly, exactly. So there'll, there'll be more to come. Yes, Phil, you got it. Thank, thank you. Okay. Go ahead, Andrew. Yes, Phil. Uh, you know, you No, know, I'll just yeah. make you a, a speaker too, in case other folks want to uh, want to join. Go ahead, Andrew.
2: So um, the first thing that pops up at me. Um, about the articles is that they're saying that this skull of uh, Mengxi is from about four, dated to about fourteen thousand years ago, and the and the authors of these articles are making I think a pretty lazy claim that that is when people first migrated to the Americas, but that's been pretty soundly disproven. I think one really. Um, Particular. I think one really particular example would be Bluefish Cave. Bluefish Cave is an archaeological site in Yukon in Canada. And there are indigenous tools and skeletal remains and even horses that had gone extinct at the end of the last ice age that were all there 24,000 years ago. There's also archaeological examples, or not archaeological examples, but like human remains, I guess more would be a more accurate example. In the Amazon rainforest with Australasian, like Aboriginal Australian DNA, um, in the Amazon rainforest, like way deep in the basin, and they're dated to about eleven thousand years ago. So to me it's very clear that the the travel and settlement and intercultural
0: exchange is Okay, great, thank you for your input again uh, uh, so first of all, what Andrew just said i actually did came across. I want to disclaim first I'm not a scientist uh what i uh, what i posted i actually did not post all the links i f- I found uh you can just google the origin of uh, Native Americans. Type word genetics uh, and the DNA. The Google will tell you so many different scientific works that's being done, not just by Americans or Chinese, by the by the or by the Russians. It's by Norwegians, by all kinds of uh, 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 research institutes. Okay, that excites me because I know that's that that's a direction this science is advancing towards. I today I'm not trying to argue with anyone, including Andrew, saying this is true or not. Uh what uh the, the one of the fascinating thing is this. It's uh Andrew actually had the, the link I sent, go to a place called the Yunnan province in China. That's one of the most recent discoveries there. That region is the same region where the the uh, closest coronavirus were found on bats in the caves, let me repeat, that same region where this, this Chinese scientist is finding the partial DNAs of Native Americans are the same area where the coronavirus, the closest cousins of coronavirus that we have were found in, in bats. So, so with that, I'm going to continue. Uh, so, the uh, uh, before I do that, I, I always do a, a, a news update. I'm a, I'll be very quick with this, because this DNA thing is really driving me nuts, I'll tell you that. So, one thing is this. Last episode, I talked about the, the illegitimacy of the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, the CIM put out another damning report, saying that actually the SCOTUS Supreme Court leaked investigation was conducted by someone who has a conflict of interest. And uh, that uh, you can just uh, look at Google CNN Supreme Court Chertoff leak investigation. Chertoff is the name of this investigator, C-H-E-R-T-O-F-F. He basically, as a former judge, former appellate court judge, has a very severe conflict of interest in do, to do that investigation. So, this is once again, the court's own conduct does not promote public confidence in our justice system. It actually damage irreversibly the public tr- trust in our justice system you know you know i you know i again you know I think uh, this guy uh this is a popular youtube channel, the Doran you know they they say this this is that how hard it is to find this leaper. You know, I I will feel the same way. JFK assassination happened in the U.S. The FBI has the complete control of the crime scene. Everything. We still do not know, is it one bullet or two bullets that killed Kennedy? (laughs) We still have uh, people dispute the Sandy Hook massacre. (laughs) We still have people dispute the 2020 election. And now we cannot find out among this little building called the U.S. Supreme Court building who... Leak that document. Let alone everybody's pretend to know what's the true origin of the coronavirus. So, so, so we are truly stupid. I mean, by we are the U.S. government, right? So, this is the first thing I want to talk about. The second news is already uh, uh, Tyree Nichols. Uh, I Tyree Nichols has given me another opportunity to talk about this concept called house slaves. I actually already set it up an uh, episode. I think two. It's the week after the Sunday after the Rage Against the War Machine rally. So I will do a house slave edition of this show, specifically about these five black cops who are being charged, who are being charged for the death of uh, Tyree Nichols. And the third news I want to talk about is actually calling related. I was quite felt offended when I saw a, a room titled the Tyree Nichols, uh, and then the discussion is about flirting among the calling hosts. I was like, if you want to do some flirting on a Saturday night, and you don't have a better venue such as Tender or any other places to go, just set up a separate room called adult flirting only. When you put a fucking horrible tragedy on the title of a room, and you talk about flirting and actually flirting with each other. That's a very offensive behavior as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I brought it up and somehow the host got offended. Even though I was not kicked out because I voluntarily hung up. What I want to say is that calling should be used properly to exchange ideas, elaborate, collaborate, not to try to do this kind of shitty stuff. You know, you want to do shitty stuff, set up a shitty room, and this, you know, I'm not against that, you know, but I do, I am against when there's a serious topic, when there's a true tragedy, all you're talking about is a flirting. That's just disgraceful. So that's the pretty much the, you know, the news I want to uh, cover for this past week. Any comments, any questions before I move on? Okay. I'm going to move on. I covered this before, uh, going back to what Andrew said earlier about uh, the old British trade with the China. Uh, I agree with him. I'm not disputing him on that. And uh, I have talked about this in the past, and uh, the topic is why you must hate China if you are white. Okay, so I'm going to quickly go through that. Because in America itself, a white person already hate Chinese and have made laws to exclude Chinese. It's the law on the book to exclude Chinese. You you should hate Chinese because you already have a law to hate them. This is first. Second is the Korean War. The Korean War. 37,000 American soldiers, mostly white soldiers, were killed by Chinese. You can talk a great deal about the threat from Russia, but Chinese actually is the only race actually pick up a gun and fight white men, mano a mano, on a horrible battlefield in the cold, cold winter, with Americans has the... Uh, uh, supreme uh, air supremacy, contr- completely control the sky, and still fight, and end up killing thirty seven thousand white soldiers.
2: The Koreans, if Sir, I'm not mistaken, are also the only, um, only fighting force ever to capture an American general as well.
0: Right on. And what's Andrew, interesting this, about yeah, that? Y- yes, you right on Andrew. That's I'm so glad you're here.
2: Yeah. Uh, Can I make a comment about that?
0: Go
2: ahead. To your point about, like, where does this um, hatred and misunderstanding come from of, you know, basically any different culture that is not willing to submit itself to European dominance? When that general was captured by the Koreans, they talked with him. And when he was released back to the United States... He said, "Yeah, I don't think we're on the right side of this conflict. I think oh, we've yeah. made a, mi- a mistake." And wow. the Americans were so um, freaked out by that that it actually helped to kind of uh, spawn the MK Ultra program in the CIA because they were—they're so. I mean, in some cases, they're so bought into their own propaganda um, about their own supremacy and and racism against others. That they assumed there's no way he could have just come to that conclusion by talking with him. They must have mind. They must have some secret way of mind controlling him. They, so they they wouldn't accept the premise that that he was probably right. Instead Interesting. They, they developed a program to try to torture people to figure out how to mind control.
0: I have to Google the name of that general. Thank you so much again, Andrew. Yes, I'm aware of that fact. The only American journal captured is by the North Korean troops. Yes, it's pretty early on during the war. So the third reason that you must hate China if you're white is the first Indochina war. The first Indochina war is the French's Vietnam War. So I did not learn this until maybe two years ago by reading a 2015 publication of a Chinese book detailing the exchange between Chairman Mao and Ho Chi Minh during the first Indochina war, which literally described how Chairman Mao in Beijing dictates the military strategy how to defeat the French. Not only that, at each, I think, regiment level, there will be a Chinese military advisor on all actual combat. And there is a special guest quarter in the command center, headquarters of the Viet Minh, that actually is housing a group of Chinese advisors. And uh, if you, uh, so this happens in 1954, when the fall of Dien Bien Phu ended uh, the first in the Indochina uh, war. The, and Mao visited the, uh, Moscow in 1957. You will see Ho Chi Minh, who is not a tall guy, literally is so excited running around at the airport waiting for Mao's arrival, because he, know, he knows the Chinese military helped him to defeat the French. Of course, since 1947, the U.S. already started helping the French. So as far as the Vietnamese is concerned, they consider the Vietnam Wars with the Americans started in 1947, not some, sometime in 1961 during the JFK administration. So the fourth reasons why you must hate China, if you're white, is that the second Indochina war, which is the American Vietnam War is also tremendously helped by China. You can imagine China as the base, supply chain, the logistic base for the entire Vietnam War during that time. And the 58,000 Americans, soldiers, mostly white American soldiers, were killed. So this is the fourth reason. So that's the political reason that hate is already there. Now you can understand why I'm gonna add this genetics reason. That's that's going to just blow through the roof. Right? So that is what I want to quickly over go over what I said in the past. So now the introduction section I want to talk about. Oh anyone comments? Andrew, Phil?
2: I do have a a comment about the Chinese support for the Vietnamese liberation.
0: Sorry, I'm chewing. No problem. This is, this is good stuff. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I think um, overall your point still stands where China has been, you know, an adversary to British trade, an adversary to American um, military dominance of the Pacific in the 20th century. And so I don't want to – I'm not trying to combat your, like, main point, but the, way, the place I would disagree is that with regards to Vietnam – the Soviets and the Chinese were supporting Vietnamese troops all throughout the, the the portion of the war where it was the French who were kind of in the driver's seat attacking Vietnam, trying to regain their colonial control. And also Laos and Cambodia, because French oh, right. considered the three all their, their own holdings in, in yep. what they called Indochina. And mm-hmm. the... Um, the Chinese changed their stance after the French were defeated and when the Americans were ramping up their own occupation and attacks. And the Chinese were worried because the Laotians, Cambodians, and the Vietnamese were so close of um uh, of cultures and also had all experienced the French colonialism and their leadership for years were talking about a uh basically a um yeah, like a Southeast Asian uh, Indo-Chinese region right alliance right where they would have mm-hmm. sort of a yep. union. And this this worried the yep. Chinese a little bit. And so they were pushing for, with, as far as what policies and military strategies they were pushing for, the Chinese were um, trying to uh, persuade the Vietnamese to basically just accept North Vietnam and South Vietnam partitioned the same way that it was in Korea and that way China would have what they want they have a, a you know formidable mountainous buffer to the americans in south vietnam and when the vietnamese said no um the chinese changed their stance a little bit and and then towards the end of the american occupation when the vietnamese were almost successful um and the americans were almost going to leave there was a border war uh, between, I think that it may have actually been after the Americans left. There was a border war between China and Vietnam. And the Chinese right. and the Americans were supporting um, Pol Pot in Cambodia, who had kind of murdered the other communist leadership, took over Cambodia, and began attacking Laos and Vietnam. And so yeah. just in, mm-hmm. I just think that that history is important um i don't it think it it changes your it, it doesn't change your overall point but i would say if people want to know more i would suggest checking out luna oi on youtube she's a vietnamese um you know youtube political commentator she talks about modern politics but she also talks about history so anyways I'll...
0: yeah oh you're you're right actually i talk about it in the past uh you call the alliance no it's actually uh uh you first of all andrew's correct is that uh the uh, uh, that what he just talked about is actually not uh, re, uh, not not uh, not counter what I'm talking about today, but it is an important piece of history which I talk about already. Is that uh, just real quick? Ho Chi Minh's or uh, the name for Ho Chi Minh's party originally is called the Indochina Communist Party. Ho Chi Minh's vision is that he is doing the state the. His thing for all three countries—Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Later on, he changed the name. He somehow he was convinced by China or by other means that he changed the name of his party to be the Labour Party of Vietnam. So that just shows that his Ho Chi Minh himself, who Ho, Ho Chi Minh died in 1969, had he lived, there will be no military conflict between China and Vietnam. But you know, history you know has its own terms, so again, of course, this is not related to today's topic, but I, I do acknowledge what Andrew said is uh, true, and I'm aware of it. I actually talked about it in the past, so i'm going to continue with uh, with this uh, 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 uh of my topic so the introduction section I want to talk about the advance the, the advancement of science and the advancement of racial equality. did you notice that Actually, a lot of things happened these days are actually enabled, empowered by the advancement of of science and technology. You know, I'll tell you this, you know, we all know police lies, right? The most recent situation with Tyree Nichols, you know, the beauty of today, if you are for the racial equality, is that we have cameras everywhere. Everybody have a cell phone. You can shoot a a picture or video with your cell phone. To record what happened, what actually happened between the police and the civilian, without we so we don't have to rely on the fabricated police reports about what actually happened, right? So you know, I I famously remember this a uh, guy. I think his name is Scott Walker. He's in the in Georgia or uh, South Carolina. He was a, he was a black man, black man. He owed child support, so. There is a warrant on him due to child support violation. So the police stopped him. And this guy ran away. And this police shot him in the back. And then this police write up, write up a report saying, this guy, Scott Walker, he's trying to charge me, blah, blah, blah.
2: Isn't that the one where they put and, a gun on him too? And <laughs> They got it on camera? Uh,
0: uh no no this one is a purely this guy's running away from the cop and cops shooting. No him. I know, but like then after
2: 40- after he was shot, the cop walked over and dropped a gun on his dead body so that he could fabricate a police report.
0: Uh, that, that's a different one because I'll tell you what happened. It happened. There's another black man hiding behind the fence out of this all all the commotions, and he shot a video of actual shooting that happened. So it is completely contradict that cop's written report. I believe that his name is Scott Walker. So this case eventually was end up, this police being prosecuted by the federal government. He pleaded guilty. Okay, so, so what I'm trying to say is that this is one example is actually the advancement of science and technology because of the PDA, because of the smartphones. We can't do this shit. We don't have to trust the, the damn government because the government is the lawbreakers. In this case, they are. Another example of advancement of science, because we're talking about genetics here today, advancement of science, right? DNA-based exoneration. How many people we exonerated by DNA? Con- I know lots of them, right? So this is again another example where the advancement of science actually helps to promote racial equality. When the uh, third thing, when the internet first came out, the Western, uh, the Western uh,
1: authorities is, uh, was hoping
0: that with the open up of the world, because of the world, uh, WWW, World Wide Web. There will be more democracy in this world. Yeah, that is true. But it's somehow on the to the reverse what they have hoped for. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this with the internet, all these uh, historic records of racial oppression is come into the public across the borderline of countries, nations and all that. Right, so these days, pretty much everybody in the global South countries knows that the West is the beneficiary of the colonizing non-white nations. And, you know, you cannot unseen when the truth is out right so 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 thats that, that's a third example. I just think that the, the advancement of science and technology really helped the entire world to see our history you know with the unbiased eyes and the mind and we know where we are coming from where we have come from and where we should go so now today really is now the ethnic origin of the native americans so the whole topic then the whole question is this if the first nations in America, I would say most of them disappeared after the colonization by the West. And now if we find out these first nations in America are made of peoples who are genetically related to the Eurasia, which is a Russian uh, Russia, and to East Asia, which is Chinese, Are the West now ready to go after the ancestral land of the Native Americans? That would be the question, right? uh, Again, I did not post all the articles I quickly went through, but all you need to do is Google genetics Native Americans and you will just show you all kinds of scientific research. Again, the science is still advancing in that field. There will be more and more. It's just amazing. You can draw DNA samples out of the bones and remains. Deeply buried underground. And draw your own conclusion. It's just amazing. Now, Andrew's correct. It's not a settled argument. But I know where this thing's going. Because I'll tell you this. When I first came to America... You know, someone told me the Native Americans are actually from China. I said, "Why?" They said, "You look at because the Chinese character uh, is uh, is called, called a pictographic character, meaning each Chinese character is a picture of the things that character is describing." And guess what, who else does that? Many other uh, cultures and 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 uh, and and ethnicities does that. One of them. You know, a lot of Native American tribes have some of those carvings on the wall, on the stone and all that. They represent those pictures describing some some, something. So that's what I'm told back then. But that's in the 90s. The DNA, the genetics is not as advanced as today. But today, we're just so advanced, we're going to advance more to find out the truth of it all. Right. So based on the researches I have read, they're saying that likely the Native Americans originally came from Russia, Euro-Asia, East Asia, which is China. And uh, what shocked me is this. On the Russia part, they said these people come from a region called the Altai Mountains. If you Google the map the google map the uh, altai mountains you'll find out they're very towards the west area of russia and if you google yunnan province in china you will find also find out they are actually very much in the middle of china it's not like in the east coast of china or the or the east coast of russia they are pretty deep in the in the interior of the Russian territories and the Chinese territories. Okay, another thing is this: China built a lot of highways, a high-speed road, and all that. They did one thing. No, I do not know this until I watched YouTube. Is that like if you're if you're going through a tunnel, at the entrance of the tunnel, there will be the name of the tunnel. The name of the tunnel will be written in Chinese, the, 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 the Mandarin Chinese, they also will print the name of the tunnel in the local ethnic characters. There's fifty six ethnicities in China. And all of those ethnicities, their characters are also uh pictographic, meaning they, they all these character is, is 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 constructed to describe the things they're trying to describe like ABC all the way to Z okay so that tells me that boy if that's the case that is there is a huge geopolitical implication so so that is I want to lay out the science first okay now I'm going to talk about legal ramification okay so again a lot of us, have talked about the, uh, you know, I talk, I have a one episode about strategic ambiguity. Strategic ambiguity is the word created by Henry Kissinger when he visited China in 1972. On the issue of Taiwan, he believed a strategic ambiguity is a good thing, both for China and for the United States. And uh, he wants to sign this thing called the Shanghai communique. And he he believes the best thing to do. And I agree with him. But now we also are dealing with another kind of strategic ambiguity. Now it's about these tribes in America, Native Americans. If they are eventually determined to be the cousins of Euro-Asian people, be in Russia or be in China, whatever, What's the implication of these? What is the legal status of these native tribes? So, among many links I send out in the chat room, there is one that belongs to uh, this. Uh... Go ahead, Andrew.
2: Yeah, I'll just say that um, the legal status of the tribes is determined by treaties with the United States. And there are several hundred treaties between the United States and tribes or subdivisions of tribes and they're already fucked, <laughs> like it's not going yes, to yeah, change their situation <laughs> if it's determined that this is true and they're actually close, more closely related to Chinese people than we originally thought. But I'll also say one more thing that before colonization, even thousands of years ago, there was really widespread travel worldwide. One really excellent example of this is that uh, King Ramses II, or otherwise known as Ramses the Great, one of the pharaohs of Egypt, his mummy was exhumed and the contents of his stomach were examined. And in his stomach, he had cocaine and chocolate, both of which come from Central and South America. And he died thousands of years ago, meaning that there was cross-oceanic travel. And again, I also mentioned there were Australasian remains in the Amazon, another indication of a lot of cross um, Pacific travel. And I think that that to me means that it may as well be that there were, I mean, I, I think personally that there were indigenous people in the Americas far before 14,000 years ago. And so the, the presence of a higher signal of similar DNA in the skull To me, it's not conclusive to say that indigenous people in the Americas descend from Chinese people. I think that um, saying that they're cousins, like you're saying, is a little bit more accurate, probably. But even so, let's say that that there are 45 more skeletons, both in the Americas and in China, and they all continue to prove this hypothesis. It's not going to change the legal status of the indigenous people, most of whom are actually still living, at least, you know, their descendants, they all have, um, you know, close-knit groups that are living together either on a reservation or elsewhere because they signed a treaty and didn't get their uh, reserved territory. So I think that the, the legal status of indigenous people is already under threat. And it, to me, it doesn't have to do with the fact that they may be Chinese or related to Chinese people. It's, the, it's to do with the fact that when the, um, the Americas were colonized, they used communal land management practices. So they, they did not have a you know, perfect communist utopia and each type of shit like that, but they did have communal management of all of the land, waters, other in, important resources, even to the point where if there were villages who were at war with each other or feuding for years and hated each other, they wouldn't starve each other out because they knew that to attack the food system is to attack themselves. And so this, this uh, communal land uh, management strategy was intentionally attacked and not entirely eradicated, but heavily damaged by the United States all throughout the uh, 1800s and onward because they realize that it's a threat to their model of private and closed property as a land management strategy. And I actually got to go now. I have to do some work today and, and then I need to go pick up my car, but um,
4: I appreciate you having
2: me on. I think, um, I think I'll just close with saying that, yeah, there's definitely like this long history of deep back in the mind, hatred of Russians, Chinese, Africans indigenous people and again I, I will say that my my point of view is it's constructed I don't think it's a genetic um, inevitability that European people hate people from elsewhere I think it's it's taken a lot of time and energy and effort and and literally centuries to construct that in the minds of European people but it hasn't it hasn't entirely worked which I guess is the the consolation the good the Silver
0: Mm-hmm. Well, greatly appreciate, uh, Andrew, and I will continue on. Thank you so much again. And I hope, you know, we will uh, collaborate in the future to, uh, uh, more. So so I'm going to talk about legal ramification as uh, what, uh, you know, uh, was I was about to talk about. Among the links I sent in the chat room, one of them is uh, from a tribal, from a tribe called the Palma tribe in California, uh, P-A-U-M-A tribe. Now, I'm just going to copy and and read what they have said about uh, the tribal sovereignty. Here's what the website says. Over the years, inherent tribal sovereign powers have been diminished through federal case laws. However, the modern definition of tribal sovereignty acknowledges that tribes possess a unique political status different from any other group in the United States, thus federal and state governments are required to engage in government-to-government relationships with all federally recognized tribes. This is one first. This is the one paragraph in that. Because I have always trying to figure out exactly what's the legal status of these tribes. Are they an independent nation? Because I know in Hawaii. The old tribes in Hawaii, whatever that queen's name is, is no more, right? But the U.S. because the U.S. taken over. But what about these living tribes today? What exactly is their legal status? You know, I know there's a strategic ambiguity there, and uh, this website by this tribe, Palma tribe, continues to say. The Marshall Trilogy, a series of three Euro, uh, Supreme Court cases decided by Chief Justice John Marshall, beginning in the 1830s, set forth the legal framework for defining tribal sovereignty. In defining tribal sovereignty powers, Justice Marshall described tribes as domestic dependent nation. So it's a nation, but it's dependent on the federal government. Meaning that although tribes were distinct, independent political communities, that's this Chief Justice word, quote, distinct, independent political communities, unquote. They remain subject to the paternalistic powers of the United States. But why, on what legal basis, I don't know. Thus indian tribes possess internal government power over all affairs within the tribe but lack external authorities to engage in relationships with the foreign nations it is important to note that state government do not possess authority over tribes and the power to expand or contract tribe sovereign authority rests solely within the power of the federal government Thus, sovereignty also means that states are precluded from interfering with the tribes in their self-governance, while at the same time, the United States Congress reserved plenary power to change the scope and definition of a tribe sovereign, tribal sovereignty. So, so you can tell this now, you literally have a still remaining, uh, by the way, like a, I post update. I'm calling that. I am in the this uh, area called the Treasure Coast in the East Shore of uh, Florida. You know, I ran into this tribe called the IE tribe, AY. And they disappeared in since uh, 1750. Okay, and uh, and uh, but there's so many other living tribes today. What is their legal status? Right, and the reason I want to bring up is this. We actually heard a lot about this, is called the secession talks from the right. Actually most recently it's from Katie Halpert's show where she interviewed a few Hawaiians who believe Hawaii was illegally taken by the United States. And these two folks in Hawaii demanded that Hawaii should be independent, okay? And uh, following the same thought, there are a lot of, I know there's a lot of talks about secession in Texas, in Florida, in Eastern Oregon, in Long Island, New York. These are the places where The voters, the residents, saying, no, 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 we don't want to be part of this jurisdiction. We don't want to be separate. Either from uh, the state of Oregon, state of New York, the United States. So, by
1: the way, if you look it up, in the Constitution of the United States, there's no clause saying no
0: state shall be allowed to be separate from the United States. In fact, the Declaration of Independence has said, "If the people's are unhappy with the government, they should have the freedom to
1: abolish or alter the government."
0: So now it comes to the question: Is that who are these tribes exactly? What is their
1: their 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 their, their legal status?
0: Now, let, let's bring Taiwan into the picture, okay? So the U.S. really want Taiwan to be independent, okay? Even though before it's called a strategic ambiguity to let go of this issue. But now the U.S. government is very much into let Taiwan be independent. Why not? These are democracies. We should not let Taiwan fall into the hands of China, right? But if that's a moral or legal things to do, then would it be okay for Russia or China to be allowed to establish diplomatic relationship with the native tribes in America? Because there's actually a reason to do that. There is a genetic reason. In other words, the US, United States is unrelated to Taiwan. As a matter of fact, I have said, If the United States love the Taiwanese so much, they should make Taiwan the 51st state of the United States, which means we'll have two Taiwanese senators and we'll have a bunch of congressmen, congresswomen from Taiwan. You know why this will not happen? White privilege. White privilege means maintaining the white majoritarian democracy. You do not want non-white people to make laws you do not want non white people to enforce the laws you do not want the non white people to administer the laws right we know philippines is taken by the us from the from, from spain but the philippines will never become a state of the united states hawaii will be you know why because the us will flush whole bunch of white folks into Hawaii. Make sure Hawaii is established as a white majoritarian democracy. So coming back to this, US has no genetic relationship with Taiwan, but US really want Taiwan to be independent. But now can Russia and China came to United States say, you know what, we really want to establish diplomatic relation with your local tribes because we believe genetically we're cousins. Can they do that? Like Andrew said earlier, oh, this is legally not going to doable uh, doable at all. I understand why Andrew will say that. Andrew is a white person. That's why every time colonized people say, we no longer want to be colonized, most likely they will not be able to get their independence
1: without a fight. Right. This is where Mao said the political power comes from a barrel of a gun. For every
0: colonized nations in this world so far, every time they want to be independent, they will be facing violence by the colonizers. As a, as a matter of fact, yesterday I was on this uh, ladies show uh, Sonia is her name. The reason I was uh, listening to her show is that, uh, uh, her episode is that, uh, someone else is a bad-mouthing her. So whoever got kicked out of, by, uh, or blocked by someone, I would like to listen in to that, someone who are the victim of a blocking, or get kicked out. So Sonia is one of them. She is an Indian, Asian Indian, originally from India. Okay? And she told me, Muhammad Gandhi is a piece of shit. I never heard of it. But she, she told me a little bit more detail about it. I said, that's interesting. Because I know India obtained its independence from the British without violence means. And it is through it was done through Mohammed Gandhi. But uh, based on what Sonia told me, Mohammed Gandhi is a racist. And he is uh, basically, you know, bad. I did not know that. But going back to his point, this, every time... If you are colonized and you want your independence, in this case, the native tribes are colonized nations. Are they allowed to be independent? Can they sign their own Declaration of Independence? Do they have, again, I'm going back to this. Under the constitution, there's no clause or term or whatever to say no state shall be allowed to secede from the union. Okay, I'm going to talk about a, a conversation I'm, I had with this uh, guy uh, who belongs to the soldiers, uh, the sons of the Confederate soldiers. You know, some of folks will consider him a white supremacist. I'm going to share some thoughts, a uh, discussion I had with him. But going back to this, when genetically, by science, if we later conclude. The native tribes actually is are cousins of a Eurasian people. That means some 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 people from Russia, because Russia has over a hundred ethnicities, and some people from China.
1: China has fifty six ethnicities. What is the legal outcome of that? So so that, you know,
0: that is some, something I want to I, 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 uh, explore. Because uh, I, I just want to, you know, I just want to quickly go over the domestic ramification. Again, Native Americans are considered domestic, domestic dependent. Go ahead, Brady.
5: I know what you're getting at. It sounds like you're maybe suggesting... <clears throat> that some of these native tribes could potentially join BRICS, and that would perhaps be a deterrent for the United States to become involved in Ukraine.
0: Oh no, not not BRICS, United Nations. I think they can oh, go okay. to the United Nations, right? You're, you yeah. see, you, they said, "Hey, we, we are we are fucking free people under the U.S. Constitution. We have the rights. There's no." Clause within the U.S. Constitution saying, "No state shall be able to secede." No, no. I mean, again, I'm going to talk about this uh, uh, Confederate soldiers, you know, guys uh, uh, talk. Okay, right. So, so this is a, one thing I, well, domestically. You know, can a domestic dependent nation make treaties with the foreign powers? Remember, Andrew, a white person, he himself knows, out of a 400 treaties U.S. government made with the Native Americans. None of them were actually support follow, right? So the native yeah. tribes can go to the UN and say, "Look, you know, we cannot make deals with this uh, U.S. government because they never follow through." Uh-huh. And then when you have a China and Russia joining, say, "No, they are our cousins. We support them."
5: That is would it a- be possible? Mm-hmm. Go ahead for the native tribes to join BRICS at all is that they not even have yeah. that sovereign power
0: this is just fool for thoughts I I do yes. not know this I like I said I am reading these scientific discoveries I say the only there's only one direction to go it's like a finding yeah. OJ to be the killer of a Nicole Brown Simpson <laughs> and wrong woman, right listen if you're a white person you say oh how come OJ get away even the genetics prove such guess what you know? Science yeah. is always great for advanced racial equality. Guess what? You know, and I'm glad yeah. that China is pretty good with science, and Chinese are pretty good with science. And no I'm good doubt it.
5: about it. I'll be doing per- a report on that later, but I'll let you continue. I'm sorry.
0: No, no way. So, 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 this is a domestic perspective and domestic implications. So, actually, Brady, I'm going to talk about the you know, rage against the war machine. I actually believe the war machine actually have a lot more racial rages against Russia and China. (laughs) Actually, the devil just got more enraged. (laughs) Okay, so we'll see how many rage we, the people can gather. So now the global perspective, because domestic is, again, like I said, within the confinement of the U.S. territory, within the context of u s constitution can Native Americans seek independence
1: that global perspective the West,
0: after its genocidal achievements in America on thousands of sites of the natives because I know a lot of native tribes are gone like I said the one I'm, I'm staying here now camp, you know, van camping, beautiful, beautiful East Coast Florida, 75 degrees, sunny, breezy. Now, the West are totally going after the ancestral nations of the Native Americans, that is Russia, Eurasia, and China. When a white man writes history about non whites, it is always the native people who had allegedly provoked the white colonizers. The white man's critical race theory never fails. The massacres and genocides committed by the whites in this country, in America, by whites, by the West, are always allegedly provoked by the victims of those genocides. Right, I actually quoted Malcolm X in my last episode. I'm going to do it again. When the people who are in power wants to use again, they will create an image to justify something that is bad. They use the press. They will use the press to create a human humanitarian image for a devil, or a devil's image for a humanitarian. Again. The Europeans always paint non-whites as savages, devils. Continue with Malcolm X. They will take a person who's a victim of the crime and make it appear he is the criminal. And they will take the criminal and make it appear uh, that he is the victim of the crime.
1: Right? So here is the global perspective. The West have a, a elevated urgency to demonize Russia,
0: Eurasia, and China. Because they know, through a scientific discovery, that Native Americans probably are cousins of Eurasians.
1: That concerns me.
0: I'm going to go back to the domestic ramification. If the war between U.S. and China is inevitable, I hope it, that's not the case. I, I believe it's avoidable. I want the Chinese government to be wise. To know how to deal with a bully. Like If you're in a high school and like you know there's a school bully, your parents should have told you or taught you how to deal with the bully the du- bully is
1: always cruising for a fight, and
0: if you knowing that you will be a victim, you will be ser- severely injured by a bully, then you need to know how to make calculated moves, say appropriate things it's not because you're weak, it's because you want to seek. The best opportunity to fight back. Like, so, you know, you'll probably know this saying sometimes you know you get, if you fight, you're going to win, but it's not a fight. It's not a worthy fight. You should not get engaged in that fight. Sometimes there will be a fight. You know you're going to lose, but you still have to fight because it's the right thing to do. So domestic ramification for me personally is that if there's a war between China and the US, the internment of Chinese will happen immediately. In fact, the US government can immediately send the Chinese residents in the US to the on the reservation and say, hey, by the way, genetically, you guys are cousins.
1: Right? So here is the
0: ramification. So I hope what I'm talking about, you know, entertain your brain. It's not a foregone conclusion. The science is still working. But it all points to very likely they will conclude in the next 10 or 20 years. The Native Americans, despite the fact most of them were eliminated, Culturally they are all dead. Culturally I, I don't remember any tribes have a you know a preserved system of a language and all that. Culturally, Native Americans are completely gone. And we are maybe is about to repeat the same genocide. Now am I overly worried? No. Because I know under the Constitution, I have the Second Amendment right. I can grab an arm to defend myself. Okay? But
1: politically, legally speaking, this is something I think all of us
0: can think about and follow the discovery of science. So so with that, I'm going to conclude. So anyone who wants to call in, discuss, or voice your opinion, comments again, I will never be offended if you disagree with me, because uh, I do offend people. I understand. I offend a lot of white people just to have this show, right? You know, I would say Jordan Peterson will be the most fragile, fragile person for me to offend.
5: You know, <laughs> you know I can't tell. You know, and I love know, this show. The fragile, fragile, On you behalf On the. Have... Yeah, the, the reason that the reason that Peter isn't afraid of criticism is because he has intellectual integrity and fortitude he's and he's not afraid to stand next to his own ideas even if they are metaphorical or um, just a thought experiment you know what I mean I think these are useful thought experiments to have um, and I really appreciate it as uh, on behalf of white people I, I just like to Say that it is possible for white people to appreciate guys like Peter. And I'm a proud example of one of them. <laughs>
0: appreciate it, Brady. So now I'm going to conclude, guys. So, but one of the most important questions is this. By the way, I actually uh, befriend an American who is uh, from Dutch, from, 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 uh, from Netherlands, uh, or uh, whose parents. And so he, he, married, he went back to Dutch, uh, uh, he, he married a Dutch girl. And she's very pretty. She's extremely talented. Her job is to babysit those uh, very high-profile lawyers and bankers in Philadelphia. And even though she's not a native speaker of English, she writes poems with the, those uh, the kids of those wealthy bankers and, uh, and the lawyers in Philadelphia. But he once told me this. Because when I visited his parents in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, they showed me a piece of... Uh, silk from which is we probably from from the royal palace of china in beijing during the time the you know the colonizers is robbing you know the treasures of china so he asked me he said he said peter you think uh one day china will revenge against white people for what we did in china I told him back then, this is back in the 90s, I said, I don't think so. I, I told him an example. I said, uh, you know, actually, I'm going to use that example to, in today's term also. You may or may not know, as of today, as we stand today, there were two formal demands for reparation, war reparation between nations. One is a, a demand from the government of Poland upon the government of Germany for war reparation for the Second World War. There is another demand from the government of South Korea upon the government of Japan for war reparation for the Second World War. These are outstanding ongoing dispute. I'll tell you what happened with China. In 1972, China formally declared they will not seek reparation from Japan.
1: That's the truth. Now, from
0: that, you know, looking at what China is now today, do we, does China really need a reparation from anyone? I doubt it. But then again, it may be it's within this white culture that they always want to claim. It's the non-white people, non-white nation that provoked them
1: to have a war. Right? Remember the Gulf of Tonkin? It's always the non-white, it's
0: always those savages who started. It. Right? So despite the fact China probably would never demand a reparation from from the US, for the Native Americans, for whatever. But still, our white majoritarian democracy will
1: be so clever to come up another, quote, provocation, unquote, to start a war.
0: Second point in conclusion, I want to do this. I want to make a comparison of, a, quote, white left, unquote, Versus white supremacists. Which one is worse? A white left or white supremacists? I'll tell you. White left, I heard, in Chinese, is called a bai zuo. White left. I heard recently that bai zuo, the white left, is a derogatory term in China. Describing white people pretending to be progressive.
1: There's tons of them. I'll tell
0: you why why I think white supremacists is not that bad. I'm gonna talk, because I'll tell you why they tell me the truth, their true feelings. They don't disguise anything. I will give you an example. This guy, I have frequent contact. He belongs to the, the sons of the Confederate soldiers. Very, very proud southerner, originally from Virginia and currently residing in Delaware. You know, I had a conversation with him. One day I said, "Hey, you guys always think Robert Lee is somehow the best general out there." And blah blah blah. I said, "But I heard something different. I said, "How come Robert Lee is so aggressive?" I said, "If I were Robert Lee, I would state, I would have the federal uh, Confederate troops stationed in the south. Don't come up to the north." But instead, Robert Lee moved up to the north, being the aggressor, attacking the Fort Sumter, and attacked, uh, uh, I think, uh, the Battle of the uh, Potomac is in the north. The Battle of the uh, uh, Gettysburg is in the north. I said, how come you, 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 he's so stupid to come up and to be aggressor and got defeated. No, he actually told me, Peter, you don't know what happened. He said, Robert Lee is literally following what George Washington did during the American independence. Oh, by the way, I told this guy too. I said, look, the South back then don't need to start a war with the North. They can go back to the US Supreme Court and say, hey, we want to secede peacefully, civilly from the from the North. Like I said before, there's no clause in the Constitution prohibiting a state saying we no longer want to be part of the union. As a matter of fact, the Declaration of Independence has said the people of that state should be able to alter or abolish the government. So I asked him, you can go up to the US Supreme Court and say, hey, we the slave owning states don't want to be part of the union. We want to peacefully withdraw from the union. So you can do that, you know? For that proposal, my he, he has no answer, no response. But for my question about why Robert Lee wants to invade the North instead of staying being and being defensive in the South, he said, Peter, you don't understand. He said, Robert Lee literally is following George Washington's strategy. He wanted to win a battle in the North. Then he can go to Britain or France to ask for their support. You see... The white supremacists—they are honest people. They literally want to separate yeah, from the from union. You.
5: I'll just interject there to and, say that they're, and, all, they're also very dumb people, and um, the Robert E. Lee actually already had the support from the British Empire, uh-huh. and it was actually uh-huh. Russia who sent a fleet of ships to prevent the British Empire from aiding Robert Lee in an effort to break up the Union so the British Empire could take over again, which it Fantastic. has since Fantastic. the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that with Obama, the destruction of the Magna Carta, that the British Empire actually won the Revolutionary War with Obama. Obama was the, I mean, we won the Revolutionary Battle in the Revolutionary War, but I, I think, uh, or maybe, you know, there is an illusion of winning the war. Uh, at the end of the Revolutionary War, and it bought us some time, it bought us some freedom, but that freedom has since then been taken over again by the British Royal Crown in the form of Wall Street. So they took over Wall Street first, and now they came in with Obama, and they destroyed the Magna Carta, and we might as well be uh, a colony of the British Empire again.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, great input. Thank you, Brady. I did not know any of these. Going back, another good reason I actually like white supremacists better. Like Bernie said, they're dumb. Correct. The white left is actually very clever, very smart. They actually is also for white privilege because they are the inherent beneficiary of white privilege. Like i said before rosa parks oh, by the way july you know uh, uh the one the uh one of uh, the, the the documentary I was talking about uh, last time when we had a co- private conversation is called uh the Rebellious life of Rosa parks it's a new documentary about Rosa parks Rosa parks are badass Rosa parks is very militant okay Rosa parks is very very angry with the so-called the white left here the white left will tell these civil rights leaders say oh you are demanding too much you're not getting anywhere you're going to lose our support you better do what we are telling you to do we the white people the white left tell you what to do that's white left they all sound oh we care so much about the environment
1: So I actually gonna have a special
0: episode about it. I call I called it when the when cream C-R-E-A-M flirts with the coffee. I follow what Malcolm X said about mixed coffee with cream. What happened? The white left is the cream.
5: Well, I would like to I would like for you to distinguish between the synthetic left and the legitimate left, which is made up of plenty of white people. Let's not take a True. divisive uh, stance on it. Um, let, we're all humans, right? Yep. They were all True, just yeah. mammals on planet Earth. We are all animals on Earth. We're all Earthlings, right? So let's, let's take care of some Earthling issues first, and then we'll work on the human issues. And then uh, if, if, if there exist any racial issues after that, deal with him. But honestly, I think if we can take care of human issues and earthling issues, uh, racism would be eradicated in in that process. Um, I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate it. Again, you feel free to yeah. criticize me. I, I'm, I'm very open to criticism because uh, I actually believe it is a great collaboration by receiving criticism. Yeah.
5: You know, oh, cool. This is so good. Thank yeah, you so I'm, much. I'm, I'm, help, I'm help, helping you build your idea. And I also want to point out that just yesterday, uh, we were both censored By the synthetic left.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Someone from outside the United States uh, saying the culture in the United States caused the killing of uh, Tyree uh, 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 Nichols. Again, I will never badmouth another calling person when he or she is not in the room. But I will discuss his or her idea and criticize his or her idea. Right, so... So, like I said, I find out flirting in a room titled uh, uh, "Tyree Nichols" is disgraceful, and uh, I say yeah, that I said with that. all intention, you know, to 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 point it out, not to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. So,
5: and then they kick you out okay. when you have something germane to contribute to it is even more disrespectful. Yeah, that's okay.
0: Like, like, like I said, that's, I, that's I my entire show. My entire show is intended to be offensive, and so be it. Malcolm X is the most in inf- offensive person, and his ideas the most offensive ideas that people will hear, right? So no, but I, I take criticism though. Criticism, like what Brady has just said. So, so with that said, you know, I actually do worry. Like I said earlier, I'm going to attend this uh, Rage Against the War machine. Now, Brady, uh, Brady, now you can t- say that having this episode. I'm thinking, I think the war machine is further enraged. They're gonna be better prepared to produce more wars. Then I'm gonna ask that question, are wars really that bad? So again, everybody feel free to chime in. Without the civil war, how would slaves be, become free? Without the World War I, how would the communists take, take power in Russia? and Soviet Union being born. Again, I'm not for Soviet Union, I believe communism, especially, you know, the American communists are white wet dreamers, okay? You know, this is my own personal opinion. You know, you, you, you don't have to take it so seriously. But I would say, without the First World War, there will be no Soviet Union, right? It's, it's, a, it's a right assessment, right? And without the Second World War, there will be no communist China. China will not gain its independence from all the Western colonizers, a bunch of them. And I I think think one calling listeners listeners, told me that, hey, by the way, (laughs) World War II also addressed the the Great Depression Depression in the U.S. Another
5: reason. Yes, but there are much better ways to mitigate those problems than yes. war China would have been better off. I, I always have to throw this caveat in that this, this argument so easy to defeat. But here's what Peter is doing. I think a lot of people don't understand what you're doing. Like You're having a thought experiment and you are playing with ideas you don't necessarily believe or subscribe to. Um, just in a case to like kind of see where it goes and see what you can gain out of it, and I, I mean, I think you admitted yourself, like if you were being selfish, you would say that uh, you know uh, this war in Ukraine is great. It's going to be good for China. it's yeah, going to be good for um, exactly. You know, but yeah, just Peter yourself. Everybody, not, you don't come. You yeah. don't come across as a selfish person to me. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. invite you know Everybody that. have any comment? Just oh, by the way, Nevette, I think I have a good guess of your real name is Kevin. You just spelled it the opposite, right, Nevette? And uh, but anyway, because I made a word of the day is called an uh, Omni... uh omnimod. Uh, <laughs> It's a reverse of domino effect. So you're right, uh, Brady. So let me continue. So without the Vietnam War, how would Japan, Korea, Taiwan, and Singapore become rich countries? Yes, war impoverished America, but at the same time, enriched Japan, Korea, Taiwan, Singapore. Is that right? I have no problem for this country to be rich. Okay, go ahead, fight the Chinese. Enrich the Korea, the Japan the Japanese. I'm good with it. I'm not jealous. Again, like what Brady just said earlier, not a single global South nation has stepped forward saying, Mr. Putin, stop this Ukraine war. Why don't they do that? Why India does not come to uh, Russia and say, hey, Mr. Putin, stop this damn war. It's really bad. Why? They have all have their own selfish calculations, isn't it?
5: Yep, and this is part of the narrative. Part of the narrative I think that we're being played with is that um, because of BRICS, you know, BRICS has that, uh, how do you say, connection with Russia and all those countries, that um, we're actually being encouraged into World War III as a way to legitimize the depopulation of the working class and to make way for the next new age. Um, which uh, I think World War II they even uh, one of the purposes of killing so many people in World War II is they wanted, wanted to get rid of all the able fighting men in America so that America would be able to ta- easier to take over and yeah. I, think that- I have
0: more reasons to, yeah, I have more reason to support war okay, again, this is just an exercise of thought process, okay guys, feel free to chime in okay and more reasons reason why, why war food. is actually good. In the in one of the episode, I said the Espionage Act. Again, this is what the Donald Trump is under. This is what Julian Assange is under. It it was seriously challenged in that uh, USA versus the New York Times, where the New York Times wants to publish the Pentagon paper, and the government was prosecuting uh, uh, Daniel Ellsberg of the same law, Espionage. The New York Times said, "This is our First Amendment rights to publish this, publish this top classified documents. If these documents document got leaked, our soldiers, more of our soldiers, would die in the battlefields of Vietnam. Is that a valid argument? Of course. Then what you'll ask: How can the U.S. Supreme Court then supported the New York Times? Can you imagine?" It's like the district court somewhere in New York or DC saying, guess what, uh, DOJ, your uh, indictment sheet against the Julia Assange is not valid because he is a journalist. He's not a spy for any nation. Think of that. And you will ask that question how in the world, how in the world the US Supreme Court sided with the New York Times on the top secret? Pentagon Papers. I'll tell you why, because of the Vietnam War, because the U.S. Supreme Court is also look at the dead white bodies in the bags being flown home. Like Biden has said, you know, again, I love this input from the calling fellow calling folks, Biden uh, attorney. The other day, you know. I was uh, having a conversation with him about the Brown versus the Board of Education. Why the U.S. Supreme Court will reverse its own doctrine of a separate but equal in 1954? You no, know, but I told me, he said, Peter, you you know, all these decisions cannot be just looked at from the four corners of the case. He said back then the Soviet Union already is criticizing tremendously on the global level, uh, uh, perspective how U.S. is. Uh, treating the blacks in America. So the U.S. Supreme Court won't have to do something. That's why they, they reverse themselves and declare the separation but, 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 but equal is unconstitutional. It's a bingo, thanks to the Second World War. Right, so a, a German philosopher, I don't remember his name because I, I do have a degree in the social science. I said the wars actually is the cleanser of a society of a corrupt elements you know somewhere towards that there's a whole bunch of benefits of having wars i'm not for it of course but i would love to hear your thoughts but my end line is this it's the genetics it's the science that advance the racial equality from the global perspective. You know, I'm just happy to live in this age that everything the happening anywhere can be on the internet. And all I need to do is Google. So for you guys, you just need to Google genetics, Native Americans, and you will show you all the recent scientific work. You don't have to believe uh, each one of them, but you will see the trend. So, so with that, you know that's all I want to say today. And uh, go ahead, Naveed.
6: Yeah. Um, I. uh you're not pro authoritarian, and right. And uh, I I don't see why you lumped Chinese with Russia. I don't I don't know if they they're seen exactly the same. And. I see. I, I. I. see. I see more being against China from both sides politically than with Russia.
0: I don't get involved with the uh, with us because uh, my show is always mostly want to stick with uh, the domestics. So I know, uh, Nevat, you have always asked me: Am I f- uh, pro Russia or pro Ukraine in the current conflict? I'm pro neither. I can tell you that.
6: Um. Yeah, the, the, the genetics. Oh, oh, by the way, um, one thing. Do you do you you? I am not getting. Oh yeah, the, the 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 genetics. What do you mean by that? like uh, uh, you probably explain the title. You-
0: Oh, yeah. Y- if you, uh, you can I'm going to publish this very soon. You can just listen from from the beginning because actually Phil, uh, who was here earlier, he within five minutes, he totally get what I mean by genetics <laughs> of uh, and uh, it's it's not what you think. Just uh, uh, just uh, come back and listen to the episode when I when I publish It's This confusion is resolved within like a five or 10 minutes. So oh.
6: Okay. Um, um, because I thought it'd help me follow what your discussion is. Um, by the way, yeah. your view on race, do you believe in it? Or is it a social construct?
0: Say, say it again? Could you repeat that
6: question? Your view on race, do you believe in it? Or is it a social
0: construct? I did not get the first few words. The bond and Do race. you believe?
6: you believe your view on race, do you believe it's a social construct? Or do you believe there's such thing as it? and and if if no. if, if so no
0: i treat it? i treat race is this race is determined by dna okay so there is a social construct oh. surrounding the race in other words you know you know like some you your supreme court justice has said the constitution is supposed to be a classless document our society is supposed to be disregard the skin color, as you as you know. What determines the skin color? The DNA of that person. So I consider race is determined by the biology, by the genetics. So I cannot claim myself to be African American because I'm just not genetically speaking. Uh
6: huh. You can in group and out group similarities with people genetically. So I can be tall, you can be tall, and we can call ourselves a tall race, hypothetically. No, no, we,
0: uh, well, no, no, no. Actually, I, I, <laughs> I actually, I'm glad you have this uh, argument with me. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Just let me. I actually do see. In the old days, there is a word called a passing. Mm-hmm. Passing means that a black person who is pretend to be a white. Right. To me, that act is a political act. For some social con- existing social construct, if uh-huh. some group of people say we want to, you know, like, like Elizabeth Warren, she can come out and say, "I declare I myself being a Native American." Of course, politically she can make that declaration, but is she really a Native American?s uh-huh. No, I don't consider that. Because the odd part is this: this is, I mean, again, I don't want to make people upset. Okay. I, because uh, I know Trump called her Pope Pocahontas. I will have a more vicious counter argument against Elizabeth Warren. There used to be a tribe in New England area. This chief of this tribe called him like a Ch- King Charles. He, he had a, a rebellious war against the settlers, the colonizers. The consequences is that his entire tribe is put on a ship and shipped off to the Caribbeans. Uh-huh. So not a single tribe member were left in the US. So here, here's my argument. Whoever, using Elizabeth Warren's logic, whoever has a single string of uh, that DNA uh-huh. of that tribe who currently living in the Caribbeans, should they be considered automatically a citizen of the United States? Well, during a
6: certain time, that's what the Caribbean was technically under British rule. There was no distinct distinguish between the United States and the Caribbean, right? But I mean, with the Revolutionary War, then there was, right? Because England held those islands and uh, the US, I mean, the people revolted and put them out. So yes and no. Right, because at one time they were, of, they were, they, you know, they, 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 were under one rule of a nation of Britain, and at another time they weren't. I mean, so the, you know, so so there's there's it's it, there's there are ties and there their weren't. You know what I mean? they there. there at, at one point, their cultural time tie, at their cultural ties, and at another point they weren't but 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 I mean like they pretty much are the same people. the slaves that are in the Caribbean are pretty much the same slaves that are in America they just uh, you know they just separated at one point
0: no well, well, here i 'm talking about the native people who are here first, so they got shipped off coast you know this is a very similar to. What Liberian idea is basically, you know, after the Civil War, the white says, "Well, these Afri- freed uh, Africans, yeah. we should send them back to Africa, send okay. them on a boat off." You know, do you know what I'm saying that? That's what I'm talking about. Again, going back to your question, okay. is that is race a social construct? No, I treat race is a, is a, is a from the genetics of a person.
6: You, you're not. A, and I was just saying that the people aren't as separate as you think they are.
0: Correct. I, mean, I, I cannot being a Chinese. I cannot say I'm a native American. Now, now I have. I should get a license to open up a casino. You I ever heard of
6: those African American descendants of slaves they talk about wanting reparations, and there's like, well, other blacks they shouldn't be included. Technically, you can't really say that because those blacks that were in the Caribbean are the same fucking slaves, so they can make the same claim. But that again, yep. they they are. They're, they're of a, they're of another nation. I I I am just like you 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 are do, 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 you, trying to see people. It's not always easy to see people as separate. Is all I'm saying. Like I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going down your line of argument. But anyways, I don't I don't want to get too deep into that.
0: Okay, that's fine. Appreciate it. Anyone else?
6: And uh, yeah, they uh, people lumped uh, whites who uh, what do you call it, weren't always seen as uh, of of a race. Um, you know, uh, with feudalism, people saw people who were serfs as genetically inferior, as if they were different. I'm just you know, and people were lumping all people with dark skin together as black. So that okay, means-
0: that I, I I see the problem here because you were not in earlier so you are not actually getting the meaning of the word genetics in the title of the room so i think you'll uh, i think you'll get clarified after you uh, listening from the start okay no, so here's... okay, okay. vila v- 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 wants to uh, let, uh, okay. it's, oh, hold up hold on hold on let uh, your your signals are on and off okay let, let me make you a speaker and so uh, so 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 uh so, uh, uh so uh, Velat can 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 put uh, let let us know her, his 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 thoughts. Oh, and then you go.
6: I don't have a problem with that. You seem like you have a problem with that. I am interested in hearing everything you have to say, but it seems doesn't seem it's like you are interested in.
0: Nevet Nevet, you've been on. You're breaking off. There's a signal issue. Did you hear? Okay. Me? Okay. Okay. I did not hear everything you just said. I made your speaker. You're allowed to speak more, but I want to listen to what Velat has to say. Thank you.
4: So Peter and I know I wasn't here at the beginning, but I don't want to fall into the problem that Nivek is having in regards to, to to geneticism. So I was looking at the other other articles people published. Does it mean that Native Americans, just like Native Mexicans, were not originally here in this continent? They came from somewhere else. And I'm yes. probably yes, yes. Okay, like the you know they crossed the Bering Strait during the ice. Yeah. Age. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. they said
0: it's a, they, they, they actually from, uh, uh, uh again, uh, I had a pretty good conversation with Andrew also, you know, I said, I'm not saying all these scientific work are confirmed. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. there's so, so many of them is pointing to a direction I found out to be likely to be turned out to be true, meaning the Native Americans are originally from one single migration, from one race, uh, ethnicity. Likely it's in the, uh, a Mount, uh, 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 area called the Altai Mountain, mm-hmm. and the most recently uh, 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 in the Yunnan Province uh, sure. of China. Yes, correct. Okay. What, so what I'm trying to Peter, uh,
4: mm-hmm. we're brothers then, right? I'm Mexican.
0: Exactly. I'm exactly. So what I'm saying is that this is a, has a profound uh, ramification, meaning that, meaning that when day Russian. Russia and China make claims that these native tribes, and including the tribes in Mexico, are the cousins of the Russians and the Chinese. Right. That has an unbelievable ramification. So you have to listen from the beginning. Again, I'm not trying to- No, again, no, I, 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 get I get you. I'm not, I'm not, I am the most uh, transparent and the liberal host in this whole entire calling platform. I have said, my entire show is offensive. I get it. Okay? I will, No one can offend me because I said I'm a Chinese. There's a law excluding me, so I cannot be more offended than the law excluding me. So you can do whatever, you know, you can say anything to me. Go ahead, lad.
4: No, no, thank you. Uh, that, that's where I kind of thought you were going to. I never thought the Russians would say something like that, but um, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're much closer than than, uh, In than we thought. Yet, yet, hold on now, give me a minute. Yet, because of over time, call it social constructions, evolution, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're separated. You know, uh, yeah. there, because I've yeah. had other Chinese t- t- tell me the same thing, but I I tell them, then why aren't we united? Why aren't we? You know, looking forward to being united, being being one brotherhood. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know,
0: it's amazing. If this uh, scientific uh, research end up saying yes, this is affirmatively confirmed, then yeah, all these uh, Native Americans, because I know I know a lot of Americans, uh, South American, North Americans, they all have a uh, Indian blood, right? The, the Native American blood. Uh-huh. Then we're all fucking brothers. It's unfucking believable. Period. I'm, I'm happy about it. This is what I'm trying to say.
4: The, the question is, if, if it can be confirmed, proven, uh, obviously science, you know, gen- through genetics and all that, would this start a new chapter among all the peoples with China? Would this yeah, be I
0: have chapter? said, I have said, uh, my question is, uh, can the native tribes today in the U.S. Uh-huh. go to the United Nations saying we want to be recognized as an independent nation? Because the U.S. government had never honored the treaties, 400 treaties we signed with the U.S. government. Okay. And by, by the way, China and Russia is on the permanent council, of a permanent member of Security Council. Right.
4: Uh-huh.
0: So they may say, yeah, they should be allowed to be independent nations. Okay. There is a profound ramification if this turned out to be true. Right. Talking yeah. about COVID cover ups, the, the Western Colonizers, It's gonna cover this kind of shit, like there's no tomorrow.
4: The the question now would be, since it's going to expand, extrapolate, go into many other things, and opens doors. Will the will the American left be willing to help? Will the white uh, right be willing to help? Or will there are there gonna be barriers to entrance?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Great question. Uh, what I posted on the chat about those articles are limited. In other words, I. I'm not so uh, vers uh, uh skillful in doing calling stuff. You just Google genetics, Native Americans, and this is just a whole bunch of uh, scientific publications. These are all independent scientists in their own lab, in their own university, not just in China, Russia or US, all over the world. You know, converting the those old bones and the things out of those caves. And then it, it, uh, uh, draw DNA samples out of that and compare. That's just amazing.
4: having yeah. had a question or whatever?
0: Uh, uh, you, you know, what, Vila, How about this? I think Neville wants to speak. Can we? Uh, I'll make you the uh, Vela. I'm going to make you the speaker, so you, you're not losing your spot. Let uh, Neville uh, go ahead. The immigration of
6: immigrants based on ideals. Why are you mentioning race? Why are you mentioning what you are? being chinese. I'm sorry
0: could you could could you slow down and then just repeat your question. Nation of immigrants
6: based off an, based off of ideals, based off ideology. Why are you mentioning your race?
0: Repeat the first uh, uh, part. It's, a,
6: it's it's a nation of immigrants based off of ideals, based off an ideology, freedom, equality, justice for all. Uh, why are you mentioning race?
0: Okay, I will challenge your first assumption. You're saying America is a nation of immigrants, right? You said that, based on yeah. idea, ideology. That That is a lie. That is a lie. America uh, is a colonized land formed, governed by a white majoritarian government. a uh, Majoritarian democracy, I'm sorry majoritarian democracy. It is a democracy. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that the, the Declaration of Independence is a great document. I'm not disputing the Constitution is the best supreme law of the land. What I'm just saying is that in this country, is the white people make the law, white people enforce the law, white people adjudicate the law. So I call it a white majoritarian democracy. Yes, it is a democracy but the the stuff that you just talk about is a fucking lie, oh cool
6: I mean like people you you
0: it, it, what, what, I, what, I'm not saying what, that i'm not against you you you're uh, taught that way you're taught to believe that's true i'm just saying it's not
6: people could align off of not just your skin- not just off of skin color but beliefs as well right i mean. Yeah, you could you could be a majority in one way
0: off of this skin show you could be for, for this, mm-hmm, on another mm-hmm. another
6: way in beliefs. Correct.
0: Correct. I'm so, not disagreeing with you here.
6: So so, mm-hmm. so 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 I mean identity could be many things. It could not it could be skin color, it could be a belief, it could be, you know, uh people with a pimple on the right shoulder. People, you know what I'm saying? People get, make in-group, out-group divides throughout history in exclusion and in, in, in inclusion. And it's not just of race. And to go to your argument with the Civil War, that's what the war was about, that it was not about that. The idea of freedom, equality, and, and, and justice for all was being fought within African Americans. You can't have a nation based off of that ideology of democracy, and and governing rules, just rules and laws, if you're enslaving people. And that's what that fight was about. In order for America to exist, you had to have pe- African Americans have their freedom. Otherwise, the you you couldn't have you couldn't have uh you couldn't have America. And that's and 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 you and you couldn't and 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 actually monarchs was back in the Confederacy, so that I that mindset of inequality was being backed by monarchs who wanted slavery. There are people that didn't want slavery because they wanted to leave from the old feudal system ideology of hierarchy. That ideology was in European history for fucking centuries. Didn't give a fuck. We had nothing to fucking do with African-Americans. And it was people who were revolting against feudalism for fucking centuries.
0: Now, to, okay, never mind. could you finish off it in the next you, uh, say, uh, one minute? I let you Could you off. finish?
6: I'll wrap, I'll wrap it up. Okay. But I'm just saying that was an ideological fight of equality versus inequality that was in, in European history for centuries. It had nothing to do with African-Americans. It was being fought within them. It was like that that it was that it was that ideological mindset, but that ideological mindset wasn't about them it was within you it was it was it was an ideological mindset that was within european history for centuries where monarchs oppressed pe- peasants and serfs, and people didn't have a say they were they they were pretty much slaves and 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 uh you know that ideology of other people having a say within within a democracy. Would be absurd to a monarch because they're inferior beings. So you know, it 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 um it 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 is based off of it 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 is based off of uh 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 a democracy in in governing of by for the people rule, but it's also based off of just rules and laws. That's why it took theocracy out of it with the tri- Treaty of Tripoli. Religion is just used... Could you write... Uh, could you then Religion is used as an excuse to do what you want. So people can be racist, they can be bigoted, they can be evil, they can do whatever they want. And they can say God said so. So you can't argue with that, otherwise it's blasphemy. So, but, 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 if if you want to, if you if you want to hang somebody, for example, and a majority rule of of, of of mob rule of people say we just want to do this because we want to, you can't just do that. They're going to have to have evidence. They're going to have to have proof. Yeah, it's tilted in, in the favor of of uh, of a certain group of people. I get that, but I'm just saying, like the the nation was trying to move away from what you're saying. Otherwise, if that was the case, it would be, it would it would have been it would have been a tyrannical monarchy still.
0: Okay. You're you're are you done? Yeah. Okay. So I wanna respond. Uh 'cause y you, you, you went uh pretty off the track, uh in my opinion. Again, this episode is about the genetics. And as of a lot has uh you know uh uh have you know caught up and uh in that. Uh I can hear you uh with the vet saying, Oh Peter, are you just trying to uh, 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 expand this racial divide? You're saying all this? No. Because I have said very quite frequently is this. The demography in America is changing. We will not be considered a white majority, uh, majority nation very soon. There's a lot of, you know, this is called the browning of America. Right. And uh, we, I use the, uh, so like, you know, like a Brady has said, you know, oh, yes. he said, I'm, okay, um, you know, let me, do, it's my show. So I, I think I, I can talk. Right. So, so what I'm trying to say is that he, uh, Brady has said, you know, I'm a white dude. I totally get it. Yeah. My point is this. I'm not, the problem is not white. The problem is that is this a privileged system in the South Africa? After the apartheid, uh, ap- uh what it's right. uh, uh, it is called uh got was over the 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 Africans local Africans are in power right i I remember watched a documentary about the uh, uh the right white residents in South Africa you know wh- how they get forced out of South Africa and all that I feel bad for them because this is what I always said under the law, under the constitution. This is what the Western civilization is all about. This is what democracy is all about, is that a law should have treated everybody equally. So the protection, the privilege for you, regardless of your race or color of your skin, to be treated equally is that we faithfully follow the law. So so everything I'm talking about here is not about having racial divide. He's saying, we should follow law. Like if, uh, if uh, I, like I said, I, I talk about this uh, confederate soldiers, uh, um, I mean, member of the sons of the confederate soldiers. I told them this, I said, if you look about his history, the, Confed- the Southern states could have just asked the U.S. Supreme Court to grant them the privilege and the rights to secede from the union. Instead, you guys use the gun to attack the federal facility. And then, then, are just all bets are off. I'm saying this not because I'm for slavery. I'm saying this not because I'm for, for, for white people. I'm saying this is that the law is supposed to treat everyone regardless where they are from, what color their skin, what's their societal, economic conditions, and all that. So, so that's what I want to, you know we how how I would respond to what you just said. Anything else? If not, I'm going to close it for today. I mean, it's a great discussion. And I enjoyed, you know, Andrew, I enjoyed uh, the I enjoyed Brady. And uh, I I can see Brady has to leave. And, uh, you know, so if nothing else, I'll close it for today. And uh, again, whatever opinion you offer to me, I greatly appreciate. I do not take it offensive whatsoever for anything you want to say, you know, about my, you know, what I'm doing here. All I right? think,
6: think wealth, uh, it's, it's, it's more about like entitlement of wealth and power. That, that That's the, you know, in profit driven motive that is driving things. It's not really about race that's just used to control people. And, and, and these other identity politics, because a billionaire is just a billionaire to another billionaire.
0: I'm not yeah. disagreeing. I think I have a said uh, my point of view in the in, the, uh, in other uh, episodes and other people's uh, shows that uh, I've said America has a it's, it's a it's a double whammy because I call it a racialized capitalism, and there's uh, two hurdles that you have to overcome. It's not just capitalism, you know. It, it's not about profiteering, right? You know. Like I said, I on this show I'm just. I'm a sworn enemy of, a, I call it legal profiteering at the expense of people's justice.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So, you know, you know, but the, adding the race into it, it's just a racialized capitalism. It's Black- just very, mm-hmm. go ahead.
6: White elites, and white elites enslaved other whites.
0: Yeah, like, like I said, you know, uh, <laughs> I have talked about, I think hey. I told the uh, one guy, Levet, uh, again, your signal's on and off. I don't know why. Did, did you taken, not hear what I said? No, I did not.
6: I said, uh, "White black, black elites sold slaves to white elites, who uh, white elites who used to enslave other whites." Prophecies. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not surprised because I have a, uh, Just yesterday, I brought up to Colin's uh, folks uh, attention of this uh, guy Scott Ritter's, uh, this uh, uh, exposure of a, a, a prostitution right outside US military bases overseas. And to me, that's a, a sexual slavery that are conducted by the US military and the US government. And they, they know, the Pentagon knows, these are sexual servitude performed by women. And you cannot say this woman did it voluntarily. And, uh, and these overly sex, uh, I'm using Scott Ritter's word, over sexualized servicemen they have to be accommodated all over the world in about 800 some basis right so my question to adding on what Scott Husband's allegation is this when these over, overly over sexualized people servicemen including contractors come home to America are they are they going to have a tendency to commit sexual crimes against women? So yeah, so you're talking about slavery. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I will have an episode about the the Tyree Nichols death. I already scheduled the episode. I put this uh, five black cops as the picture of this episode. Uh, I would say the house slave is back how we can say we, we end the slavery when we have, still have house slaves, like these five black police officers. I'm going to study more about what happened in this Tyree Nicole's case. To you apar- them.
6: What do you think made, if it stop apartheid?
0: Uh, you're asking me something that I'm not familiar with. And yeah. I will be happy to, to incorporate these materials. And if you have any suggestions, by all means, let me know.
6: It wasn't pleading, oh, this is bad racially and talking about race. It was targeting the financial backers and and boycotting and and outing, and outing them and pretty much cancel culture.
0: Okay. Was, well, it, it was, I, 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 I'll, I'll take your words. I'll take your words.
6: Bottom line, that was being targeted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about, oh, my feelings and, and please, please and all of that stuff. You could do that till the cows come home. Uh it was a profit driven motive bottom line that was being targeted and where you drag people's names, name brand, you drag, you drag them uh, or, 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 or associates or whatever, uh, through the mud. You, you, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what you're seeing that is done now. It's like, Mm -hmm. instead of pleading to you, take out the brand and you say, well, this is, this person is financing this and they're, they're supporting this. and, and, it's just bad for business, and mm-hmm. and 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 you you have that pressure, uh, backing uh, end up uh, end up uh, pulling out.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, but again, uh, I I take all kinds of inputs, and uh, I don't take any offense for anyone, and uh, in other words, I don't treat any. When his comments is offensive and all that so uh, i appreciate you all chiming in and uh, yes i will highly encourage you at the very end of the lad that you probably want to listen from the beginning uh you know what the genetics uh, you know uh I, i'm talking about and again phil is very quick in picking up and uh, he actually is, uh, was even quicker than andrew who you know who i you know who I consider he's super intelligent and all that so again thanks everybody have a great rest of your sunday you you and enjoy football Yes. Uh,
4: I have yes. no problem. I just want to say this one minute. I have no problem. I get it. We're brothers. We're united already. Yes. <laughs> We're united. I have no problem.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I will never badmouth any, you know, calling guys because I always said, we are all the victims of mainstream media. We are all the victims of our government breaking laws, actually. So, so, you know, and, uh, and this episode I'm doing is a, uh, you know, I like it because I didn't. I always wanted to do this subject, and uh, it just happened that there's a whole lot more scientific research on this matter of where these Native Americans originally come from. And uh, so, let the science science to advance, and so you know we can use it to advance the racial equality on a global scale. So.